What up, Johanyaks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. Merch store is live. Link is in the description. I'm also going to tell you what it is. I'm using Redbubble. Um, so there's not, it's not technically its own website or anything, very low cost, and you can, they have a litany of items, except beanies, I know, but it's, it's, uh, the Mead Hall is the name of the shop, aptly so, I don't know if I've mentioned that before at all about the idea, but that is the official name, the Mead Hall, so you can go to Redbubble, you can go to Redbubble.com and search the Mead Hall, or you can go to themeadhall.redbubble.com. That'd be the simplest way. That's the link in the description. You can also find it in Instagram uh, bio link. I'm gonna I'm gonna share it on my story too. But first round of merch is up. I actually made it live last night for my insiders and uh, gave them a chance to look at it. Had a couple orders and then I I myself ordered every sticker. There's eight of them, eight different ones. Um, it's it's it's. But it's really like four different designs done, and each one is done kind of two different ways, two different styles of stickers. So it's pretty cool. But uh, post is on Instagram showing. I'm, I'll show, I'll make a post with all the different sticker designs um, on Instagram with this episode, so you can go check it out for yourself. I'm going to share it all over the story, posting everywhere. Um, <laughs> and the new logo is live everywhere, except for, you know, on the podcast platform itself. So I don't know what happened there, but uh, something something is, is going on. I've tried to upload it six different times to like the actual podcast itself. Now, last episode, so I can update an episode's art, but as far as when you search the podcast on, the, on whatever podcast platform and the image it shows up, now I get that might take some time to kind of turn over and get done you know, from when I actually update it online to when it makes it to all the different podcasts, um, all the different platforms. So that's what it is. I put in a note to support because none of the FAQs could help me. So hopefully I'll get that figured out. But yeah, I was like, oh, the one thing that I really, really need, but it's all, it's all live on social medias and stuff. And you can get a sticker of the new logo, either square or uh, more of an outline design. And you go check it out. The other thing is, uh, let me double check. They're like a dollar. Yeah, now, so so the stickers all come in different sizes. Um, And so I encourage you to look at what size. Uh, Fun fact too, and this I think this is for everybody. I could be wrong. So they're running a 15% off on Redbubble for celebrating 15 years. It's big one five spelled out. And that ends today, actually. So you can get 15% off, and all these stickers start at $1.13. If you get a bigger size, it's a little bit more. So you're literally talking, like, I bought 10 stickers. I bought a couple dupes because uh, it also says, and I don't know if this is just for me or for everybody, but buy any four, get 25% off. Buy 10, get 50% off. And there's there's actually three, yeah, there's, there's eight designs. So I just doubled up on two of the stickers and got to 10, got 50% off. So each sticker was insanely cheap. And so that's what I, um, but, and there's like a, it's like a couple dollars for shipping. So you're going to, you're going to pay like three bucks. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, well, this one's two twenty five. It's one sixty nine when you buy four and one thirteen when you buy 10. So you can get them a dollar pop if you buy 10 or dollar 69 if you buy four or more, but it's the base price is two twenty five. So like literally two bucks. And I think the stickers are pretty cool. It's, uh, just stickers right now. 
I'm because I don't want to put shirts live, and that's the other thing too that I'm gonna say about this. Feel free to order if you want. If you if you do want to order any of them, feel free to do it. Um, like I said before too, I'm not looking to make money. I think I, I looked a second ago. It's like I made <laughs> like 11 cents or something. <laughs> so I I mean I really put them. You're basically getting them at cost. There's no. Um, this is and, and it's stickers too, so it's cheap. But you can uh, you can decorate your water bottle, you can decorate your car, you can decorate, you can put them on your laptop, you can put them on your dog, whatever, and you can have all your your merch. So I'll, I'll walk you through if you haven't looked at them yet. Though we have the new logo, the Rambling Viking. We have one that's Ride the Lightning, and it's got a cool lightning bolt between. It's Ride the and then lightning bolt and then lightning the word. Um, we have the Hanyak Horde. Two different ways. And then we have a sticker that just says Hanyak. So you want to show off your Hanyak pride. Let the people know where you stand. And I may or may not have made a sticker just for me that is private. That I ordered one of. That is That says the head Hanyak. And uh, to my insiders, let me know what insider merch you'd like. If it's a beanie, we'll figure it out. Uh, I've already had one request for that. We will figure it out. But yeah, let me know what you think of the designs. If you... Um, if there's any specifics you want to see, because I mean, it ranges from everything from giant wall prints to clocks, to mugs, to coasters, to freaking, to scarves, to, to every type of t-shirt, hoodie, um, tank top. And now it's weird. They're a little bit weird though. And the colors are kind of limited on some of the shirt designs. It's, It's like, I just can't choose whatever color. So that's something interesting I have to work with. But let me know what designs you'd maybe want to see on a t-shirt or if you would prefer to see them on a hat. Hats are an option, just like a regular ball cap. I'm still trying to discern the difference between the dad cap and the regular ball cap. There seems to be, as far as I can tell when I'm looking through it, there's no discernible difference. I'll have to look into that. Another fun fact, one of I was supposed to have one more design go live. And it's for all those who are in the loop. It's It was the anti-wastist because, you know... At this point, you know, you know my perspective. If you didn't, if you missed that episode, I'll give you a quick update. It was, oh, I can't even remember what I was saying. I, I was talking about my proclivity to like not waste things and um, how it can be a problem. And, you know, I'm, I'm my friend's garbage disposal. If there's extra pizza where I'll take it and I'm not wasteful. And so, oh, maybe it was with the, it was with something and I didn't really like it, but I spent money on it. And so it's that classic, like, well, I paid for this and I don't want to just throw it away, but I don't really like it. So I'm going to power through. And that's where the the term anti-wastus was born. And, and so that's, and so I, I did, I did a design like that and it is under review from Redbubble before it can go live. I tried to make it go live and it wasn't showing up. I realized it and it said, it is currently under review. And the three things that they cited were... Their intellectual property, um, there there could be three, there's three main categories it could fall under. Intellectual property content, so basically like a copyright claim, like, oh, this is, this is, you don't own this look, which I do own the look, it is, it is unique, it, it's a parody off of, um, I guess the, the kind of the, the, it's it's a it's a black sticker with a white box and then the letters that I've been that I use on the new logo and it says anti wastus I think it's pretty great. You know, I think it's a great way to show off the fact that you are against being wasteful and wasting things and you are staunchly anti wastus and you know, build the movement out and just like with the with the straw movement, you know, now we have those crappy cardboard straws that dissolve before you finish your drink, and so it's like a Mission Impossible, like this straw will will self destruct in five seconds. Finish your drink now, go go go. 
type situation. And so, look, I'm just trying to, you know, spread spread the message and and help people help promote anti-wastus and, and teach people how to be an anti-wastus. So I think it's pretty funny, but it was intellectual property. It was one of their partnership programs, which I don't know anything about. And then it was um, Oregon, sir. Here we go. Buzzword. Everyone knows this one. Community guidelines. Now, I I browse. I looked up, you know, anti-racist to see if there were any designs that I could find. And a lot of stuff I found was like, there's like bloody fists and stuff. It was, it was kind of graphic. And I was like, I mean... So if that stuff doesn't go against community guidelines, then no way this should. There's nothing illicit about this, and it's actually a fun parody and a positive parody in a lot of ways, too. Like, it actually is a thing, but it's just kind of more of a joke. So we'll see what happens. But here I am, already making waves, first design. So who knows how long this shop will last and might have to jump ship. But that being said, also, if you haven't been following the, the Spotify nonsense with Joe Rogan, uh, I, I had a, I had a realization. I was like, you know, podcasts could face some potential uh, censorship, or at least maybe I, I guess disclaimers. I don't think I say anything too crazy, or at least put it in the title or the description. Sometimes, sometimes that's that's thought that's a thoughtful move on my part to be like, let's not put you know COVID nineteen nonsense in the in the title, let's not title this episode that because that's immediately going to get flagged, right? Like, let's make someone have to listen to it to figure that out. But, you know, and, and uh, so I went to post the last episode and it came up and it said, what did it say? It said, let me see if I can find it. Nah, it, but it, it said, have you checked our, you know, recent COVID guidelines and our, and our posting guidelines? Because Anchor, who I use, is now owned by Spotify. And I was like, huh, interesting. Not that I'm doing anything crazy, or so I think, but, you know, I think you can put two and two together on, you know, I kind of fall in that vein of dissent a lot of times and and distrust in the media and just questioning things and wanting to have good, open, honest conversation, being able to have conversations where it's like, oh, yeah, this doesn't go with the narrative. And, And why is that? And exploring those options. But, yeah, so that's, but you never know, I guess. And so just be warned. Uh, who knows where this is going to go and where Spotify is going to go with this. We've seen pushes from the White House of, about, you know, about doing more and taking things further. And I'm like, well, that's a little interesting because so that's, you know, the government lobbying the private sector to censor on its behalf because the government knows it can't do it. And I was like, well, that's not good. And it also can sometimes mean maybe you're doing something right or maybe you're onto something if they're trying to shut you up, you know? So I'm not saying that they're trying to shut me up. I mean, who am I? There's, it's, the, the horde is small right now. There's 12 of us. It's fine. We're having a great time. And, but that does mean I'm not insulated like big old Joe Rogan, right? I didn't get paid a hundred million dollars to be exclusively on Spotify and I'm, you know, now Spotify has the exclusive rights to the biggest podcast and now just one of the biggest shows in the world. And I'm just a little Joe Schmo over here and it, it, nobody would notice if I got if I got plucked right out of the ether and pod and, and got deplatformed. So I'm not saying that's gonna happen and I'm not saying I'm not foreshadowing anything crazy. I'm just saying be 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 aware. And <laughs> 
maybe maybe that'll happen but you know i should still retain social media so i got to think about that for the future though and as the podcast grows and uh so yeah that's uh that's what's going on that's a lot of good stuff and you know sometimes i feel a little bit guilty i feel like oh i just did updates about what's going on for i don't even know how long you know 10 the first 10 minutes but it's like actually i mean this is content right this is me talking to myself here talking to you about this, but this is this is just content at this point. I don't need to feel like, oh, I haven't gotten into my notes, so just updates and announcements. Part of it is is that we got a merch store now. First round of merch. Now I do plan on doing more. So and and expanding into like expanding into t-shirts and hats and things like that. But spent like with the stickers, I ordered them all, and I do want to say I didn't finish a thought. Order at your own risk. I mean, it's only a couple bucks, but at the same time, I would feel bad if if any of them come out weird or bad. So I'm not pushing anyone to go ahead and order them now. I ordered them all. They should be in sometime next week, and then I will be able to give the full review. Maybe take some pictures of them uh, of them once I've stuck them on stuff, and then I can confirm or deny. Go back and make any changes that I might need to make, make sure the printing and everything came out okay. Same thing is true for, like, the t-shirts that, you know, I'm potentially going to make is I want to make sure that it's, uh, everything comes out good. And I, so, yeah, it's a new venture for me. We'll see how this goes. Like I said before, if you have, if you have any insight into the merch world and designing merch or having an online merch store or anything like that, doing the drop shipping stuff, please, please, please reach out. <laughs> And I would love to pick your brain and, and, and set this up. Ideally, I would have a totally independent shop and website and domain. I don't have that kind of overhead, though. And you might say, well, you don't even have that overhead. Well, it's like, I mean, we all know this, right? I'm a, I'm a nice, I'm, I'm just a mic and a computer and an RSS feed, basically. That's all we got, and it's just me doing my thing. So, um, not that I ever am going to make this a habit, but if you do want to support the podcast and help build out that overhead to maybe potentially be able to do that, down the line in the future, there is a little link you can support the podcast. But your biggest support is by listening and honestly sharing and getting the listenership up. Because I do have that one advertisement from uh, Anchor that's about how to use them on the front end of every episode. And as it grows, I could potentially get more sponsorships. So we'll just see, right? Want to do it big. Want to make this a thing. So, yeah, that's what's going on, though. Pretty exciting stuff. Having a lot of fun with it, really enjoying it. It's not as cold today either, so the truck studio is not too bad. I'm I'm in my Crocs and I'm just in sweats. I'm not in full coat and stuff, which I should take a picture. I still have dog hair floating around like crazy. So last time I, I didn't keep track, but by the end I was definitely at a place where I was like, I I have swallowed so much dog hair because I'll just be sitting here talking, I'll move around a little bit, and then all of a sudden this there's just literally hair floating all around in front of my face, around the mic, falling onto my keyboard, and I'm like. I know I'm breathing in, and I know that there are some of these super small particles that are probably just going yoop, right in my mouth, down my throat. And so uh, that's that's one way to, to clean out the truck is just podcast three times a week, suck in a lot of the dog hair, and just you know take it in stride. It's not going to kill me. It's not a lot, but uh, who knows? I might end up hacking up a hairball at some point down the line. But yeah, I do need to vacuum this out Finn Finn likes to shed a lot so what else we got on the docket for today I know there's stuff going on so last thing I know we've talked about Whoopi Goldberg and I never thought about this but as in classic celebrity fashion that is not her real name you might already know this so I said oh what's her given name 
Get ready for this. This is the truth. Whoopi Goldberg is actually a Karen. Now, it's not spelled the Karen way. It's C-A-R-Y. It's like car, Y-N. And, um, but it's Karen Elaine Johnson. You mean you mean she, she didn't think Karen Johnson would be recognizable or maybe too generic and too recognizable. So she went Whoopi Goldberg, which, I mean, honestly, that is a very unique name. So I think all in all, good move. But realizing she's a Karen, I mean, it all just makes sense for me now. It all just makes sense, right? That is that is the point. Is she she is a Karen, and she's being a real Karen about this whole Holocaust situation. Apparently, she was reportedly she was livid about being suspended. Livid, which if you didn't watch the follow up on Colbert, go watch that because it's even. She just she essentially doubles down. She kind of explains her position, and Colbert's trying to give her rope, and then she just goes, "But you know what? I'll just take your word for it." Talking to the people who condemned her and be like, no, it absolutely was about race and, and was systemic racism actually saw me about that today. And the, just the arrogance out of touchness to say, I'll just take your word for it. Oh yeah. You take our word for it. Take the 6 million family lineages, you know, the 6 million Jews lives and the, and the families that were uh, some people lineages that were utterly destroyed, wiped off the face of the earth because because they happen to be Jewish. Yeah. Why don't you take their word for it? Goodness. So, an interesting thing, too, is I saw that um, you, there were some people that didn't think she should get suspended or fired. And I don't know. I, I think, I see, but then there are other people who are saying, well, if ABC is a Disney-owned company, and we've seen, like, what happened with Gina Carano, what happened with, who, oh, what else was... What happened with other Megan Kelly? I, I know I mentioned that one, and there's there's someone else, and these people who said not like way less crazy things, things that weren't even necessarily crazy, but uh, or at least definitely not on the same scale of 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 almost dabbling into Holocaust denial or aspects of it being denied. And they were, I mean, they were, they were canceled, fired and stuff like that. So uh, the question, that's a good question. I mean, should, is the, is the, is the two week suspension enough? And it, should she have been fired? Should, should they hold true to their standard of, of how they've treated uh, people who are, let's say conservative and let's say also uh, white and who get absolutely obliterated for saying something like basically trivial compa- in comparison and, um, and I don't know, I kind of fall in the camp of like, I like to hold people to their own standards as they seem to hold, but I also understand that nothing is really fair and nobody really sticks to their own standards, especially, especially when it comes to how political everything is nowadays. So I don't know. And, you know, being a free speech advocate, I'm not sitting here saying she should be canceled, but like I talked about last episode, maybe, I mean, to me that, that does kind of fall into, you start dipping into the realm of like, I don't know, it's kind of fireable enough. Like, that's that's all not, uh, in in some ways in some ways I'm like you, you start saying stuff crazy enough and it's like okay you like you no 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 you can't be doing it. and you give someone a chance and they and and their best the best amends they can make is I'll take your word for it and it's some it's something that historically impactful and important so but that's enough about that that's enough she is really a Karen 
And so it kind of makes sense that she's just doubling down like that. She's being a real Karen about it. So, Karen, I don't know what you're thinking, but you're crazy. So something that I, I have to admit, this is, the, this is today's confession. Every day this week, including this morning, I have had avocado toast. Now, I know before you get your Twitter fingers going and you start roasting me, first of all, feel free to roast me. But before you try and call me a hypocrite, I do want to make a callback to that episode where I, where I railed about not understanding why people would go and spend money to get avocado toast at a restaurant and how worthless it is in the restaurant context. I definitely remember saying and specifying that it's one thing, like, make it for yourself at home. Yeah, that's fine because it is something so simple, so easy to make, but it's not worth, it is so simple that it is not worth, you know, the five, eight, twelve dollars you might spend at a restaurant. It's like at that point I can get a full Denver omelet and some, or I could get some French toast, biscuits and gravy or avocado toast. And it's all, you know, and we're talking basically the same price ballpark. It's like, how about no? I said it was ridiculous to get it at a restaurant. I did say that it's one thing to make it at home. But I have found the combination that worked for me. Uh, I do some avocado, spread it across and salt it. And, and, and by the way, I don't use, I hate regular table salt. I use, uh, you know, I use a salt grinder, right? And I either use like pink Himalayan or just like coarse um, sea salt, that's, that's natural because table salt is, I mean, it's all anti-caking agents and heavy, heavy metals bleach 17 times. So it's, it's really a shell of its former self. I've gone into salt before. I might put a link to the salt episode if, if, if it's simple enough to find in the title, we'll see. But, um, and then I've got this, I got this honey from this local place at the store it's local honey, and I drizzle a little bit of honey on it, and wow, the combination is incredible. Highly, highly recommend. It's a great, like you do one one avocado, depending on how thick you want that layer of avocado, can cover three to four slices of bread. Also depends on the size of the avocado. This morning was a small one, so I did it, and each half of avocado was enough for one slice, but if you're, but these ones are undersized. So a normal size one is, I found for me, the first time I did it was four slices. I was like, four slices is just a lot. I was like, I wonder if I can cut it down to three and just have a little bit more on each. And that worked perfectly. And, and three three pieces of toast is pretty good when you have the avocado on top of it. So it's pretty great. Pretty great. Especially post-gym. You're getting those simple sugars. You're getting that salt. And you're getting those avocado. You're getting the bread. So it's real good, you know. <laughs> it's real good for you. But, yeah, I, I do in for the sake of honesty... I do feel the need to be honest about that, that that is, that has been my breakfast and maybe will continue to be my breakfast the next few mornings until I can uh, figure something out. But it's, it's simple, it's easy, and it's very tasty. The honey, I will say the first couple days I did it with just salt and I was like, I want to try this with honey. And I mean, just a light, light drizzle of honey. And wow, it totally, you, it, it opens up the, it's like Pandora's box of flavor, right? Beforehand, I was like, like honestly, with just the salt, I was like, this is okay. You had the honey though. Oh my gosh, I don't know what it is, but it is incredible. I'm not and I'm not a huge honey guy. I'm also not saying I'm proud of proud of this, but um that's just just the way it is, you know? So we got uh let's see, merch store, beep beep. If you didn't see it, and I'll post some links to it, uh we have the mat we had 
Gavin Newsom, a.k.a. evil Disney villain, and then Garcetti, who's the mayor of L.A., at the NFC Championship game in L.A., so the L.A. Rams, seen maskless in a picture in photos with Magic Johnson. And in classic, like, dictator, elitist fashion, you know, and here's the thing. To go to a game there... Everyone, it is required that everyone wears masks, all the fans, and so even though they're stuffed together shoulder to shoulder and cram people in there, but, you know, they don't have, they can take them off. And, of course, you know, I think Gavin said he just took it off for the picture, but he was wearing it otherwise. Why? I'm, I'm not inclined to believe that. And then Garcetti did the thing where, I and I tweeted this on my personal account, and I said, they're not even trying anymore. His excuse, and I'll see if I can find it and not the B too, and, and put that link in the description. Once again, I'm so link heavy. But his ex- what he said, and this is not a joke. This is coming from not the B. This is not come. Oh geez, this isn't from the Babylon B, the fake news. This is from the side that is sounds crazy, like it is fake, but it's true. He said he held his breath during the maskless picture. I just didn't breathe. You gotta be kidding! <laughs> oh, so then, then I started thinking of all this stuff. I was like, oh, so maybe I was like, you know what? That's probably what all the quote unquote peaceful protesters did in the summer of 2020, summer of love, and you know that's why there weren't super spreader events. And because when they all, you know, when you got thousands of people out in the streets writing, writing and burning, they were just holding their breath. And I was like, you know what? That's actually what triggered them to chase Kyle Rittenhouse because he didn't have a mask and he wasn't holding his breath. So he wasn't doing those things. And so they, they were like, you're killing us. You came here to kill us. Talking about spreading COVID. And even though they're not holding their breath when they're yelling, obviously, but they were more than six feet away. So it's fine. Right. But then once they got close, held their breath like good citizens do. And so, yeah. So don't worry about wearing a mask anymore. Just hold your breath once you get within that six feet range of someone. And if you're not sitting down at the restaurant below the COVID level, that threshold, we all know, you know, once you sit down at a table, it's kind of a COVID bubble. So yeah, just hold your breath, right? Okay. Well then I'm not going to wear anyone who goes to the Super Bowl. And by the way, they're going to be providing free KN95 masks to all attendees of the Super Bowl at the same stadium, SoFi Stadium, uh, uh, when that comes around. So uh, is it this weekend? I don't remember. I think it's, it's next week. It should be next week, but the dates don't line up right. Surely it's this weekend. I got to know now. I'm I'm pissed. Uh. <laughs> But weren't the games last week? I don't know what's going on. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, so, so, just remember when they're like, hey, you need to wear a mask, to say, no, it's fine, I'm just going to hold my breath, and then hold, and then do like the big motion, you know, when you open your mouth to take in your last breath, and, and then hold your breath, and you're good, no COVID, no problem. I mean, you're and you're just following the example of our civil leaders, or for those in LA, your civil leaders. Okay, they they realize their exceptions, and look, they are not compromising safety because of their position, and because you know maybe it's a giant celebrity, literally giant because he's tall, but like Magic Johnson, you know, and 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 they 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 are still following the rules. They they just didn't tell you that you could just hold your breath. For a picture, and you're fine. So that's uh, this. That's this today. 
in ridiculous. He, yeah, it's next Sunday. I was right. Uh, Mayor Garcetti hold his breath, held his, hold his breath, held his breath. So it's all good. It's fine. I wish I was making that up. I thought it was fake when I saw it. It is the real deal. Uh, <laughs> the Winter Olympics have started, if you haven't noticed. And so last night we were watching some uh, snowboarding because everything else was boring. And <laughs> like figure state, I, I appreciate figure skating. I don't really care to watch it, but we flipped it on for a second. And, they, and you know, in the middle of their routine, they're sitting there doing their thing. And then, you know, they're doing the skating moves and they stop for a second. They're side by side and they do like they shift their weight back and forth. They have their knees kind of bent and they kind of like bounce on. They're not bouncing obviously because they're on skates, but they kind of do like a bounce back and forth and do a couple just what I would call regular street dance moves. Or they try to because they're on skates on ice, so they really can't. They don't have the foot movement that I think is necessary to really convey the point. So it's just like their knees up is doing the move. And then they get back to skating, <laughs> and I couldn't help but laugh because it was like, this is figure skating, and, and the point is you're doing skating, and there are specific moves to do it. You don't need to try and mix in any regular moves because that's not what we're here to see. If I wanted to see regular dancing, I would go and watch regular dancing on regular floors with regular shoes, but I'm here to watch you skate, so I don't know why they even try and put those in, and you know it's part of the routine, and I'm like... How about let's just go out there and string together a good routine that goes with some music that is graceful, but you do some cool moves at the right time, and you try and do some hard moves. Like, let's let's do that. That was funny. But uh, Sean White went, in, in, and, you know, this is supposedly his last Olympics, and we'll see. But he, abs- and he absolutely wrecked. Um, not in a bad way. Like, he destroyed and demolished that. He did the, the, the pipe, and he, he just destroyed it. And his first run, I mean, he comes out hot, does some crazy moves. And the commentator, and this is what gets me, some there are some phrases that work kind of both ways. When I say that, I mean you say it in the, in the affirmative or in the negative, and it works. There are other phrases that are very specific to the way that they need to be said. And this is one of them, but I think this happens more often than not. And it kind of like going way, way back to how most people don't say especially. They say especially, especially. They throw in it like a K between the E. And so it's E-K and then specially, even though it's especially. You know, it's commonly mispronounced things like that where it just, and it just happens and I have to deal with it. I say especially. My wife says especially. And it, it drives me up a wall internally, but I just have to deal with it and accept it because, I mean, most people I'm talking to are like, yeah, especially. And I'm like, there's no K, duh. But it's especially. But anyways, anyways. Or it's kind of like how irregardless, I know one time went viral on the internet, some clips of someone trying to sound real smart and they're like, no, 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 irregardless isn't a word because it's kind of canceling itself out because regardless already means that. So it's a whole thing. Well, I know you're, you're, you're pissed at me. You're like, just get on with it. Get to it. What did he say? So he, Sean White's killing it. And he goes, man, Sean White is pulling all the punches tonight. And I said, wait a minute. What? <laughs> he finished the run. And I looked at my wife and I said, hold on. Did you hear that? He said pulling all the punches. I was like, typically if you're pulling your punch, it means that you're holding back. Because, you know, a punch, you're pushing forward, extending, right? So if you're pulling that a little bit, that means you're pulling back. 
And so you're, you, yeah, you might be punching someone, but you're not punching them hard because you're pulling back from that full force extension and follow through. And so typically the phrase is, you know, you say whatever, you know, these, ju- you know, someone pulls no punches and that's what you say, right? Like they, they don't hold back. That's the meaning of it. And mistakenly, this idiotic commentator, and look, I'm just, I'm going to roast him here, so I don't really think he's vehemently stupid, even though I may sound like it. Because we all deserve a good roasting when we say something dumb. Like, I said MCT when it should be MST. It's Mountain Standard Time. And I said MCT realizing it was, that I, I just said Mountain Central Time. And I'm just, I'm just used to being in... <laughs> Because CST is Central Standard Time. It's all Standard Time, but it's Central, Mountain, whatever. Uh, so I, I made that mistake on my Instagram story. Fortunately, it was just on a story for the podcast a couple days ago. Feel free to roast me on that. I don't even know time zones. But he said, yeah, he said he is pulling all the punches tonight. And I said, did he just say that? So I rewound it to confirm, to confirm that he did say that and I didn't mishear. Well, I go back and rewind it, and sure enough, and I don't know if I can find the clip. I'm sure if you go watch Sean White's uh, half-pipe performance, the snowboard, you will find it. It's in his first run, and the commentator says it after his like first or second trick, and I think it's after his second trick, and, <laughs> and you can't miss it. And once you hear it, you can't unhear it. But I just, it, to me, I'm just like, come on, man, like, just... It's one thing for an idiot like me, a Hanyak like me, to say it, but it's another thing when, I mean, you are professionally commentating, but who knows what, I mean, they have to have so many commentators for the Olympics because there's so many different sports that they get some people in there. I remember the Summer Olympics, there were some people where they like, they were former Olympians, meaning like they retired last Olympics or something, and so this was their first time, and they, you could tell, it's like, yeah, commentating's not your, your strong suit. But at the same time, I do like the authenticity and switching it up and not being so buttoned up and professional. It is fun and in, in, in done in the right ways. Like with the Manning cast, Monday Night Manning, amazing. But yeah, he said he was pulling all of his punches. So Sean White was actually going easy on him, according to the, the saying. Yeah, not quite so. Double check your phrases. Remember, some phrases don't work. When you try and flip it on its head, right? He says, he pulls no punches. He is pulling no punches, meaning he's not holding back. And by the way, if I'm getting this totally wrong, let me know. But I'm almost, I'm 99% positive that I'm 100% correct here. So, yeah. And you can't say, oh, he's pulling all of his punches. Because that means you're going easy. You're you're going, because typically the, the figure of speech is, you know, so-and-so pull, this thing is, pulls no punches like they're not going to hold back like this podcast we try and pull no punches i'm not sitting here pulling all of my punches trying to speak around things trying to address things so yeah there you go uh make sure to pull all of your punches let the people know you're serious and you are not holding back that might be a sticker that i make pull (laughs) pull all your punches or pulling all the punches pulling mm, let me know what do you think which which iteration of that but do you like the best? But yeah, the Olympics are on. Uh, in other news, and I don't have the story pulled up though, but I found out that there are um, a few hockey players, and I guess they've played in China the last couple years because 
kind of like a lot of those NBA players who, who couldn't quite find their fit and rhythm or they were just a little washed up and they went over to China, made bukus of money and won MVPs. Like Jimmer Fredette averaging, goes over there and averages like 44 points a game, and but he couldn't he couldn't keep a roster spot in the NBA. It just shows you the, the talent differential, like the gap the, <laughs> between levels of like the pro league, top league over there versus, you know, the NBA. But three, uh, I guess they're American (laughs) hockey players are competing for China's hockey team. And then there is one, what is she, a skier? And she's like one of the top skiers, young skiers. I don't remember her name. She's half Chinese. uh, She's from San Francisco. Her, Her dad's American, mom's Chinese. She decided to compete for China as well. And... You know, it's and it's not the situation. You look into it. I'll find the articles and put the links. But it's not the situation of dual citizenship. Like, oh, they're born in Germany, then grew up here, and they want to go back and compete for their homecoming. Like, she she's lived her whole life here, grew up here, trained here, learned her profession here, and then jumped ship and was like, actually, I'm going to go. And I remember seeing a, a, a screenshot of one of the articles that says her adopted homeland. So it's not even where she's really from or where she's really living. And in some ways, from, but I guess she's still able to come here. And it's like, look, if you're going to go and compete for them and, and you, you don't, you, you're not living there, you haven't done anything, you can buy, yeah, you're, you become a Chinese citizen. Because, act, because fun thing, fun fact I learned there is no Chinese dual citizenship, so that means competing for China and taking that citizenship would mean she would have to relinquish her U.S. citizenship and vice versa, and so there's complications. So there's a lot of weird things that was done. She did this when she was 15. You're supposed to not be able to do that till you're 16. So there's a lot of question marks, and, you know, of course the story is all about, well, you know, I'm just, I'm Chinese, and, you know, this connection to your ancestor, but when you start following the money, which is usually the culprit here, you realize, ah, she's making millions and millions, I mean, she's already like a Red Bull athlete and stuff, and makes, and and was already going to be, a or potential to be gold medalist. Regardless, irregardless, I don't know, regardless of who she, you know, what, whether she competed for, but, and I've talked about this before, how it's one thing, you know, at, when the Summer Olympics, when there were people competing for other countries, and it's like, okay, maybe you could make the U.S. team, so you go compete for your other country, but then, but then also there's like world record havers who come and come over here and like, that's where they learn. That's where they get in their sport and all their development is here. And then they take that and they go and compete for the, for quote unquote, their home country. And it's like, it sounds to me like your home country's here, but, and, and so it's, it's a, it's a weird sticky situation. You start looking into it and I just, um, I haven't done a deep dive into it, but I did notice that. And the hockey players are even more perplexing because they're completely American. They've just been playing for the last three seasons there. And now they're like, actually, we're going to compete for China. And it's like, well, how can you do that, though? Because there's no dual citizenship thing. Don't you have to be a citizen? So are you becoming a citizen? So, like, you're relinquishing your American citizenship. So now you are a foreigner. And, like, that's where you live now. And if all that's the case, then I'm fine with it. But once again, you know, they're saying, oh, it's the, you know, the culture being over here, we feel like we're home now. And it's like, you've been there for three years. And I and I do get that, the sentiment of it. But really, being a, a full cynic here, looking at this, first of all, to see China poaching all these American athletes is kind of wild. 
all things considered with the the diplomatic boycott happening this year and, and different things like that. It's kind of crazy to me. But then when you think for five seconds about it, you go, I bet, and, and remember that, oh yeah, the Chinese market has bukus of money. Stefan Marbury has a play about his life. He's on a postage stamp and he has a statue because he went over there and wrecked, owned the Chinese league and became a superstar. So... And I mean, he was a star over here for a short time, but then after being a star over here and then getting washed up, he went over there and became, and built that stardom and that fame. So there's the allure of whole lot of cash, whole lot of fame, and, you know, it's not overly saturated yet, so there's, there's plenty of market to go around. And really, at the end of the day, I think that's what it comes down to. Because when you look at it, I mean don't really share don't you don't really look at it and be like oh yeah you know chinese values and 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 the the chinese communist way is better for i prefer it's like actually no so it's kind of annoying because it's people that uh i mean to me it's a short-sightedness money talks money talks at the end of the day right and but it it definitely is in a lot of ways, it feels like such a betrayal because it's like, wait, wait, especially more so for the girl. I don't know the hockey player stories at all, but but the girl, though, is like, oh, yeah, she grew up here. That's where she trained, learned, honed her sport, became top level athlete. And then it's like, actually, I'm taking my talents to China. And, um, you know, not to say she doesn't have roots there. Her mom is Chinese, but the end of the day when it comes to the olympics it's like that's the only tie that you have is your mom is chinese and and the funny thing is too this was another point i heard in regards to this is that said american isn't an ethnicity it's a it's an idea it's a it's a way of living right and so that's how i mean that's the whole point of the melting pot is people came from all over america was more about an idea and a principle than it was an actual ethnicity and and so that's why we have the melting pot that we are. And that is part of the experiment. And so, you know, I, I, my thought was this when I heard that. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, tell me, what does an American look like? American it can be every color on the spectrum, every size, shape, and um, like nationality, ethnicity. Because it's not about it's not about what you look like. It's about what you believe and espouse, like what, what ideal you buy into. And that, and that is in American America and American is an idea more than it is tied to an ethnicity, unlike any other country. And to jump ship like that and then try and make it about this sentimental value. It's like, you have actually no practical ties to this at all. Also, I think there's some illegality also understanding how China wants to dominate, you know, and has a superiority complex, it's no surprise that they are doing everything in their power to try and poach our athletes. But I'm going to say that we're still going to kick butt in in the medal count and everything else. And, I mean, they can try, but it it just goes to show you the American exceptionalism that is American and exceptionalism, meaning that we excel at everything and are in top tier, and it's so much so that... um, you know, other countries, specifically China, is now looking at us and being like, actually, can we just poach these people and trying to basically using bags of cash to do it? Because that's really what it is at the end of the day. And it's kind of sad to see because and I say that, right, like I would be an idealist who, you know, China comes to me and wants to wants wants me to make put my podcast throughout China, which they definitely wouldn't because they don't agree with anything, especially how I talk about them. And they... Um, you know, they come with $100 million, just Joe Rogan type money. 
it would be really, really hard to turn that down. My hope is, though, that I would have the, the I'm going to call it wisdom, the understanding to not just be blinded by the cash. But I don't know. I'll have to cross that bridge when eventually I come to that bridge, right? I do have a, an ideal vision of, of trying to remain as independent as possible and, and working on my own. And I mean, obviously I use Anchor right now because it's one of the few free services that distributes everywhere. And eventually, though, if I do grow, I would like to be really my own independent operation. And, and that's kind of my goal is I don't want to be able to be bought and sold. Nobody ever does. And then people, you know, ultimately sell out. But we'll just see in due time. But yeah, it's kind of wild. I had no idea that China was poaching our athletes like that and getting them to compete with China, or that they even could. Like, I'm so, I'm more curious about the logistics, not know, knowing that you can't have dual citizenship. You've just been playing there professionally. You know, people go and play professionally. Like, think about the soccer scene, right? Everyone plays in Europe and wants to play in the Premier League and the World Cup comes around. They go play for their own country. And, and, that's, and, and that's how it's broken up. So, I don't know, you know, when it comes to, so so it's interesting to me. It's like, yeah, people do that all the time where they, they go play where the best competition is, but then Olympics is about representing your country and where you are from. And, you know, you're not from China. You play hockey in China, but you're not from China in any way. And so playing there, but I, I don't see it, but I'm not seeing what kind of dollar signs are hitting your bank account. So... Same with girl. It's sad and it's disappointing to see. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. And I wish there would be recourse on the U.S. side. Say, all right, fine. You're going to represent China. Then you are Chinese now. That is where you live. And we revoke your, you know, any citizenship you might have. And you have to go, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll see you. <laughs> you know, different than any, you know, you are not. Revoke the citizenship. Get rid of them. And uh, bye-bye now. See ya. Yeah, but people want to have their cake and eat it too, right? They want to live in America and spend all their time here and benefit from our exceptionalism, but then um, get, I don't, I don't even know the word, I want to say ungrateful, but I know that's not the right word, but it is part of it, but just get lost in the in the ideological political mess, right? And and get almost brainwashed in some way and 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 not see anything for the values that it is. So, but I'm sure there's plenty of ways I'm being hypocritical. You know, all my Apple products that are made in China, and whatever Nike that I own that's made in China, and we all we all have problems. But um, got to try and start somewhere. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's going on though. I'll see. Find the links um, and put them in the description. And you can read and we can maybe, maybe I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm totally missed something because this is super surface level right here. So don't hold me too hard to anything I've said because I haven't done the proper research, but I did want to bring this up a little bit. And uh, at least what I've seen is, uh, I don't like at all. So we'll see though. Maybe there's some part of the conversation I'm missing. And so you'd love to educate me on that. Um, we'll finish this up with a nice little fun story. I am, I have upgraded my gym status, my gym rat status. Okay. Cause you know, you start going, it's like whatever. And you become the person who like, yeah, I carry, you know, I carry a water bottle pre-workout or I bring my own massage gun or foam roller. And that's one, one status, right? Then you have people who bring a whole duffel bag, you know, and it's all full of stuff and they, but they put it in a cubby or locker. Then you have the people who bring their duffel bag and it is on their hip the whole time at every 
piece of equipment or station they're at and they're pulling stuff out. Then you have the people that do that along with their gallon jug of orange, pink, green, blue liquid. And you're like, what kind of pre-workout or uh, hydration supplements in that, right? And those people typically look like bodybuilders. (laughs) I am not, I am at duffel bag, just bringing a duffel bag because yesterday I was like, man, my legs, I was like, I'm feeling... You know, I've been working my legs real hard and I think a hot tub could be nice, but I don't want to necessarily like wait later in the day and then go and just make a special trip. I'd like to do it when I go and just finish out the gym doing some soak to help with recovery. And I was like, well, but I also don't want to walk in with all this bull crap in my hands and just loose. And I was like, looks like I'm going to be a duffel bag, bro. But also I kept forgetting this one band that I need to do for this shoulder exercise. So I, so, and, and I keep this little satchel bag, keeps my massage gun, kinesio balls, and some resistance bands in there. And so I, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I put that in the duffel bag. So if actually it's a, it's a nesting bag in some ways, but then I put the towel, the swimsuit, and it's actually kind of nice too. Cause now you being up here in Denver, it's cold. So I have to, some mornings I'm wearing, you know, I'm wearing sweats and I'm going to wear my jacket and maybe have gloves and a beanie. And I've just been putting those loose in like one of the little cubbies, but now I can stuff them all in my duffel bag and I can put my protein shake in there and whatever else I need, keep my little headphone case in there. And it's actually kind of really nice. So I've been doing that. I don't foresee myself becoming duffel bag bro who getting to that next level where I, where I take my duffel bag with me <laughs> to every station, every piece of equipment that I use. I think this is, this is my peak, but I have upgraded to a duffel bag bro. So Maybe that's a new sticker too. I should write that one down. Duffel bag bro. And uh, yeah, let me know if you're going to the gym right now. Are you a duffel bag bro? Do you take it with you? Do you have the gallon jug? Because there are there are certain little branches off where it's like you bring your duffel bag, you put it in the cubby, but you carry your giant gallon jug. I'm not a gallon jug guy. Or, you know, you carry the ultimate is you, you have to carry both or you bring both, but you, you leave the jug and the duffel like in a cubby or in the locker room or whatever. And you just go and take water breaks, walk over to it. So there's so many tiers and levels and little nuances in there. But by and large, I gave you the main tiers. And so that's that's where I'm at, right? Is I am now upgraded to Duffel Bag Bro. And so far, I've done it two, three days this week. It's been really nice. So we'll see if it continues. Because I'm not doing the hot tub soak every day. Because drying off is a bit of a pain. And uh, they have this awesome little spin cycle thing. I think you may be seeing when you stuff your swimsuit in there. And you put the lid down and it spins for like... And you let it go for 10 seconds and it spins all the water out. Someone apparently slammed that down because it slightly came off. It's still mounted to the wall, but it's cockeyed and can slide around. So it's busted. And I was furious. I was like, first of all, you don't need to slam it shut, Mr. Steroids. You just need to close it and press down a little bit. A little bit of force. It's not, And it's not hard either. Like, There's nothing, nothing that would indicate it's hard. So someone was just a little too aggressive which normally I fall into that category, but not with that. So real disappointed about that. And just getting dried off all the way and cool off can sometimes be tricky. But yeah, duffel bag bro, come at me. Maybe I'll have some stickers that say duffel bag bro, and you can put that on your gym bottle. Or if you're a lady and you don't want to be a duffel bag bro, you can be a duffel bag chick. Or if you come up with a better term for the ladies or... Or I could say like level two duffel bag. Like, I don't know. No, duffel bag bro is great. So might make that. Now that I got merch, I can turn all this into merch pretty quickly and do a turner and uh, put it out there. So 
That's pretty fun. I might dabble with that some more today. All right, let's wrap this up then. So book review is still in the process in the works uh, next week for sure. By the end of next week, there should it should be out there. I'm just working through it. It's taking a little bit of time with the merch shop and everything, trying to get that up and running. That kind of took priority because that I definitely wanted to finish by today and get it go get it get it going live. But that's coming up. It is How Not to Read the Bible. Great book. Everyone should read it. And next book is Carnivore Code, which my boy Seth has already read through. And he told me that there's a portion of it that's kind of like historic, like evolutionary and historic of like why kind of we eat meat. And then there's a back half that's more about the actual process and uh, the protocol, if you want to call it that, that uh, Dr. Paul Saladino has put forward. So I may not read the, all the historical nonsense. I'm just more curious about the methodology behind it and the, the science that he has and, and looking at all of that. So, yeah. If you guys have any book recommendations of what I should read and do book reviews on, please, please submit them. Also, um, any and all of your merch feedback, it is the Mead Hall dot redbubble.com you or you can just follow the link in, in on my social media or in the description right here as always um go get your stickers check them out or wait till i get mine in and give you the full review Ooh, last note found liquid death the sparkling version and it is it was better from the sense of you were getting the expectation of like okay this is bubbly carbonated because it's in a can it has the pop and the ksh- but it was just plain sparkling water, which is gross. So, I, and it didn't look like, I didn't see any of their flavored options at the store or at the gas station I went to later. So, I'll try the flavor options. I assume it's like LaCroix where it's like a you have a cup of fruit sitting next to the can and then whatever flavor seeps through um, that way through osmosis, that's how they flavor them because it's so, the flavors can be so light and so far few between that it's gross so i don't i don't really like seltzers but i'm on a mission to maybe eventually try all of liquid deaths but yeah sparkling it was better sort of but then it's like 16 ounces so the first couple drinks you're like oh this is better and then you keep drinking realize this is just carbonated water this is bubbly water this is club soda this is whatever you want to call it right it's tonic water so many terms for it and so and there's no flavor outside of it just being water so i mean if you like sparkling water I don't. Don't even like the fact that they call it sparkling. Make it sound all nice and friendly and delectable. And it's gross. It's horrible. So, uh, yeah, it just, once again, the only thing it murdered were, uh, it didn't murder, I guess it technically murdered my thirst. Sort of. It just, expectations were already murdered from the first go around. So there weren't really any expectations to be had. I was expecting this to be gross but maybe better in one aspect. And that's what it was. So expectations weren't murdered. Whatever expectations were left were not murdered. They were just exactly correct. So yeah, I don't think that counts as a murder, but yeah, that's what it is. So got to try the liquid death and that's in the black can. If you were curious, uh, so that should be what else? Let me double check here. Yeah, that uh, that's your final dose of weird for this week, though. Uh, hopefully it helps you keep uh, keep things PDFG going into the weekend. Keep your Friday PDFG. I'm going to go get a complimentary chicken sandwich for lunch from Chick-fil-A. They, you know, they randomly send you rewards. It's like spicy chicken. So that's what I'm eating for lunch. Pretty excited about it. Uh, swallowed a lot of dog hair during this episode. And if you're somebody who missed the bits uh, or the... 
I guess we'll call it bit the segment that was about my Norwegian goodbyes and how quickly I actually clo- I actually close out a show. Um, we've got six six episodes worth of data coming in soon from my sister who said she's still tracking my Norwegian goodbyes. So we'll get an update on how I've been doing and if I've been remaining consistent. Because last time we heard about this, I've been doing pretty good. I think I said the over-under was five minutes to kind of close out because do whatever announcements I have to do. And so once I get over that, then it's like, all right, you know, that's the threshold trying to keep everything under five minutes. I don't think I've been keeping to that very well. So we'll see. She's a few episodes behind, so I don't even know what episode she's pulling off of. Hopefully she wrote the episode number and we can see for ourselves. But we're going to get some data on the show, so get excited. Uh, I want to thank you all for being a part of the Hanya Accord. If you're, if you're new here, welcome to the Hanya Accord. Go grab a sticker to officially become a part of the Hanya Accord in and everyone should go grab a sticker because even those who have been apart don't have one. So go grab your Rambling Viking sticker, your Hanya Accord, whatever. You ride the lightning. Let let the people know. Um, or wait until I get them in and confirm that everything checks out and they're good. And it's not like blurry or smudgy or weird or anything. But as far as I can tell, it should be good. Um, it's only a couple bucks. I think it's like two bucks per sticker. So, But if you order more than four, it's like they become like a bucks 69 and then if you order 10 they they're a dollar a piece basically they're like 103 113 it's pretty great so that's mead hall on Redbubble, um links and blah 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 but remember share this podcast if you like it let's grow the hanyak horde let's try and get that the hanyak bowl that bowl game and um, we'll bring everyone out for it and it'll be awesome yeah that's years years in the future it's kind of like how gary v says he wants to his he's, his ultimate goal is owning the new york jets and that's a such a mat monumental goal and that's what i'm doing here so that's what we're doing but yeah uh that's what i'm gonna close it up for this episode thank you so much remember sending in any and all your thoughts comments questions concerns whatever all the links as always are in the description down below so i, f- I feel like a youtuber now but Anywho, that does it for this episode. Remember, keep it PDFG. Always ride that lightning. Uh, That way they can't steal your thunder. Ooh, I love that tagline. And we'll see you next week right here on the Rambling Viking Podcast. This is your head Hanyak, signing off.